Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing 90 Day OG. So before we do hop into that, I do have one little quick thing that I'm going to talk about from the episode, one of the, um, you know, one of the tweets out there from 90 day official Twitter account. Um, just one before we do that, I am going to do just a quick announcement that, um, you also probably heard on love and translation, but I'm going to do it here too. So 90 day OG will be off next week, which I'm sure a lot of us know with the upcoming Super Bowl on Sunday. So th- this will be off um, and coming back on the 18th. With that being said, with Love is Blind starting next week on Wednesday, we will be um, not doing any changes with the recording schedule. Everything that we will be doing, obviously minus 90 Day OG and 11 Translation, will be done as normal. So that means Single Life, Diaries, Bachelor, Married at First Sight will be still done as normal with now the inclusion of the upcoming six episodes next week from Love is Blind. So that's what will be happening. I believe the following week things should still be pretty quiet enough that we can still do those following episodes without having to do any major changes to the show so that we that we are already talking about. So with that said, let's move on to the official Twitter account tweet. With respect to Ashley and Manuel, so 90 Fiance official Twitter account tweeted, or do we still say tweeted? Did they X? Whatever. Before Ashley and Manuel headed to Florida, they got small matching tattoos saying, I love you more than the stars. Manuel got his in English and Ashley got hers in Spanish. That's actually kind of cute. <laughs> That's that's kind of cute, um, but that is gonna also be that actually would have already been posted to our socials. I'm recording this the next day from when I posted those, so there are there as well. But without further ado, let's hop into the reason that we are here. Nine Day OG Season Ten Episode Sixteen with this ring, I the wed. So Jasmine and Gino are first. We are going wedding dress shopping. And we are going to White Magnolia Bridal. Mm-hmm. Gino, she says, has to go with her because, well, how else is she going to get there? How else she, is she supposed to pay? So he has to come with her. She's not, like, really thrilled, but anyways. So she mentions to the store one of the store clerks or whatever, that she actually wanted to have a black dress, not a white one. Because, as she says, I'm a black widow, so I should have a black dress. 
wow. <laughs> anyway, she says after being in the store, she's kind of leaning to doing a more traditional color dress. So now let's talk, what is the budget? So the clerk asks, what's the budget? Because that's one of the questions you ask. So they can try to stay within your budget when picking dresses out for you. Well, Gino's budget is $1,000. Jasmine, like everybody else, like me, was like, that does not exist. You cannot, actually, let me rephrase. You can get a dress for $1,000 or less. It's very possible. 100%. Like, for example, for those people who've watched, like, Say Yes to the Dress, and they do, like, these sales, like, I think a couple times a year, where it's, like, knocked all the way the fuck down, and you can get a dress for, like, hundreds um, instead of thousands. But this place doesn't particularly give me that vibe. And if you want to get a dress that cheap, well, you have to kind of do your research to kind of find those places. But this place isn't it. (laughs) So a thousand dollars is in a place like this is not is non-existent. But we'll talk about the prices of some of the dresses they pull for her. That is fairly reasonable. But we're going to do our best to find something. So they're going to take Jasmine back to go start trying on some dresses. The clerk tells or I can't remember the term that they use. But anyways, the one of the I guess one of the owners says to Gino, "You stay here, pop that champagne, and get comfortable." So he tries to open the champagne bottle, and he's like, um, "Can't open it. Help me! I can't help me. I can't open the freak." Like he just has this look of like, "What do I do? What do I do?" He eventually does open the bottle, but it just spills everywhere on the floor. Eventually, someone comes back and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry that I didn't mean to. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. And they're probably like, I'm like under the breath. This fucking idiot coming into our store thinking he's going to get a thousand dollar dress and he makes a mess of this champagne that is probably, well, it's probably not expensive champagne, but you know, whatever. And uh, you're gonna you're gonna waste champagne, Lord. I mean, why didn't they open it for him though? Anyways, they should have opened it for him. I'll have him do it. Anyway, she as she's kind of looking around, kind of says like she doesn't know what kind of dress she wants. Does she want a princess gown because she's a princess? Does she want a mermaid gown? She doesn't know. So let's just get into it so they she starts putting on dresses i'm gonna say blanket here every single dress this girl put on she looked fucking incredible in them i didn't care what dress she picked at the end of the three she 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 tried on she looked fucking incredible she would have looked beautiful in whatever she she ended up picking it was beautiful She, she looked great so we're going to mainly focus on the prices of these dresses. So dress number one costs $3,000. He's like, oof, oof, $3,000, sir. That's good price. That's a decent price for a dress. Um, She's like, you won't go bankrupt. 
Like, I want it. She really likes those dress. She's like, confess in my happiness. And he's like, I actually might go bankrupt. Here I paid $4,000 for one buck cheek. Like, Lord. So, then we try on dress number two. This one costs $5,000. And he's like, abort mission. Let's go back to the $3,000 one. But don't, don't fret. There's one more. But before she does, she says, listen, this $5,000 one, I didn't know. I'm innocent. I didn't know it was $5,000. But it's fine. Let's move on to the next one. Dress number three costs $2,000. It is a floor uh, model. And with that being in mind, because probably other people have tried this dress on or whatever, it's, it's you know, they usually, the floor models are cheaper. So this one's $2,000. That's the best and final. They can't do a thousand. So he is happy with the price. She is happy with the dress. She says it pops out all of her attributes meaning her boobs. And, um, yeah. He just wants to make sure that this is actually the dress she wants. And she says that she's happy with the dress. And because I think he kind of realizes I'm so focused on the price of the dress. I want to make sure that you're happy with the dress. But what difference would that have made? You would not have gotten the $5,000 or the $3,000 when you can get a dress for $2,000. Anyways. But that is the dress. She is saying yes to that dress. Let's move on. <laughs> so it's a different day now. It's a beautiful day in Michigan. And Jasmine wish wishes that every day in Michigan can be like this day. So we're headed to a venue. We're 19 days away from the wedding and we haven't looked at a venue before. Please, this, is, this venue has been picked out since pretty much when she landed. Let's be real. Like, within, like, let's say, two, three weeks of her landing, they pick this venue. There's no way in fucking hell they're still looking for a venue 19 days out from a wedding. No way. Try again. <laughs> so, he thinks it's the best place. If it's the budget. She's overhearing about the budget. And she says, listen, our dream weddings are a little different. She would like to have a, a wedding that's um is on the beach. They're gonna elope. It's just her, Gino, and Coco. No family. Be perfect. Now, his idea of his dream wedding is to kind of have more of a older feel because he wants to wear his fedora. And he also wants to have his family there. Wow. And she's like, he wants something that's older, like 1920s, because it's closer to his age. My girl literally said. It's closer to his age, Jasmine. He's not 100. <laughs> he's not 100. He, he's 50-something. <laughs> he's closer to his age. Oh, man. Anyway. So, they are going... So, they're at the venue. They're going to go to this barn that fits 75 people in it. I guess this for the actual 
I guess it would be for the reception. And Jasmine actually loves this place. Of course she does, because we looked at the venue. The venue's been picked. Anyway, she loves it. But she doesn't want to tell him that. She needs to make sure she keeps bitch, bitching about Michigan. She says if this place was in Panama, she'd be all, all, all over it. But because this place is in Michigan, she needs to bitch a little bit. Because it's gotta, you got to keep brand, you know? So what's the price? Jasmine asks this woman. And there's not a particular, you know... There's a, there's a, there's a scale. So she says smaller weddings usually can go from anywhere between 5,000 to 15,000. And then anything a little bigger can go from about 15,000 ish to $35,000. That actually isn't that bad (laughs) for a venue. Um, so yeah. And obviously, they're going to be on the smaller end, so it's probably going to be closer to that $5,000 mark. So now it kind of, like she says, this one after she says this, it says, it just depends on how many guests you have, right? And whatever else you bring in to, I guess, alleviate the cost. So Jocelyn is concerned um, about the issues with his family. That's kind of why she doesn't want to make a decision on the venue 19 days away from their wedding. Like I said, this has already been picked. I want to talk about the family situation too, because I felt a little fraud with it or more of a reenactment. That's what, that's a better word. Reenactment. But we'll, we'll get to it. So this woman now, they've, she's escorted them out the barn she fucks off to do a proposal for them, which again has already been done because they already picked the venue. So Jasmine just kind of says she just doesn't know if she really likes this. She's just more concerned that she, that she doesn't want her day to be ruined with the animosity with the family. She doesn't want them to make her feel bad or any of those things. She kind of says to him, I want you to talk to them to kind of get them to change their minds about me. They have this preconceived notion about me. We got to change that. So she basically just wants a day that she's okay, a day where she's not crying, but then she starts crying. And she kind of just says it's really hard and she feels alone because she doesn't have her family. And that's really tough. She doesn't have her family. She doesn't have her kids. That's, I feel for her and all of that. Um, you think you have an idea how it's going to be and then you actually do it and it's um, not easy. So in the next scene, we're now meeting with the family. Pretty much everyone will be there except the redneck guy and I guess his wife. The when the redneck guy with the hat on and being like, you know, like I think he's pretty pretty sure he's Republican. <laughs> I don't know. But he won't be there. So 
She just wants to work things out with them. So then we kind of see everyone showing up. And she tells them, you know, she felt nervous coming. And I don't want to feel that way every time we have like a family get together, which is, that's very true. You don't want to feel weird with who is supposed to be your family now. She's like, I know you have fears. You have every right, every reason to feel that way, but it's not that way. What will it take for you to accept me? And she goes on to say, and this, this felt very real. Like, I feel like this was definitely said at some point. Just, I'm not sure if it was said like for the first time right now, but she says, I really do need you guys because she feels alone. She misses her family and she just wants to feel welcome. She says, and she, and she's, she's very emotional. And she says, this has been one of the hardest things I have done in my life. So Dana says, what we're doing right now is a start. I appreciate that you're telling us how you're feeling. And he says, we were just concerned because you're beautiful. Why the fuck would you want to be with Gino? <laughs> Which is basically what he was saying. And instead, he words in such a way of like, why couldn't you find a band in Panama? Like, why do you have to take Gino from us? It's more like, how the fuck did this guy with his baseball hats and fedoras and his patch of hair get this girl with the banging body, the big boobs and the big butt and all that. This young woman, how? <laughs> so I get that. So to make it even better, Jasmine responds with, because look at him, he's a babe. Jasmine, Jasmine, can I please refer you to an earlier episode where you said, you da- you're with Gino because he's not like this fantastically good looking guy. So where else is he going to fucking go? <laughs> I mean, girl, no, you sure. Maybe he is a babe to you, but like, I'm getting conflicting information. So, um, Michelle, Dana's wife, says it's not normal, this whole situation. And your pictures on your socials, you know, with you on the beach and wearing bikini. I'm like, what else do you wear on the beach? But potentially a bikini if you feel comfortable wearing a bikini. What? <laughs> like, what? Um... But she continues on by saying, we are getting to know you. And like I think she says like she loves her and yeah. Um so Jasmine says, I am sorry to Gino. She says this in front of the family. 
She says, I'm sorry for being bitchy. And yeah, Anthony, who is uh, his nephew, who we have met before, says, I just didn't want you to leave him and break his heart because this obviously he says it's a little later and it's in a like an in the moment or interview or whatever kind of says, yeah, because this has happened before. So clearly his ex-wife, you know, I mean, I think they were together for just under a decade, right? This happened. But I think like, obviously heartbreak sucks, breakups suck. Um, But he just didn't want that to happen again. And it was just, yeah, I get it. I think we all get it. And then he goes on to say, he even more so, because you know he's awkward. Like he's awkward. He's an awkward guy. Again, why the fuck is she with him? Because he is very awkward with his, you know? <laughs> so Jasmine says, He's not awkward. He's super awkward. <laughs> oh, man. So we toast to Gino and Jasmine's wedding. And Dana says, you're stuck with us. Good luck, girl. So like I was saying, I felt like this whole situation with the family just felt like like at least at minimum a reenactment. Because they felt so good. They felt like they've, they've done this before. And now they're just... They're just doing it again, you know, to create the drama or whatever. Anyway, that is it for Gino and Jasmine. Let's move on to Clayton and this fucking guy, Clayton and Annalie. Okay, so we start off the scene, this their segments, with him working out question mark i think he's doing his version of a burpee but not fully like a half burpee it was the weirdest thing okay so this is what okay for those who didn't watch the episode this is what he's doing he has his hands on his hips and he's kind of doing this jumping jack thing but both feet are going to either side He's doing this thing. And then he will kind of do the squat, I think, like a low fucking squat. And he was like, the noises he was making was like, I don't know what he was doing. It was so weird. And I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing? It was He's so fucking, I don't understand how anyone would find him sexually appealing. Okay. So it's the day before the wedding. And so they've figured out some things. He tells us that they got a mua, aka a makeup artist. And they also have an officiant, so not Brandy. So he's kind of saying to Annalie because she comes outside he's doing what's all outside guys he's doing this shit outside anyways he says that he needs to lose 12 kilos which is like what I'm not good with conversions but somewhere between 20 and 25 pounds dude that's not gonna happen (laughs) 
Anyway, he loses 12 kilos in a day. So why? Anyway, she then tells him, I gotta tell you something. Because they're talking about their bachelor bachelorette parties. He says his was relaxing. All they did was swim and play video games. Just like Cameron said, it was weird. And, you know, she says, like, you know, she had fun, but he says, like, anything else? And she's going to tell him. And she says that Brandy bought a stripper. And um, she's like, I wasn't dancing. Uh, I was sitting. She says that in or in the moment. And I'm thinking, okay, you definitely didn't get up and dance with the stripper. But yes, you were sitting. But my guy had his dick in your face. Okay. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't typically have random guys' dicks swinging in my face. I don't even have my man's dick swinging in my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> his dick was a swinging. Okay. And uh, you took videos. So you better delete your fucking videos off your phone. Otherwise, it doesn't even matter. He's still going to see this. We will see you at the t- <laughs> at the tell all. Oh yes. Oh God, it's gonna be so bad. Um. So she tells him, "I thought it was ice," because he's wearing a police officer outfit. And then she starts giggling, and Clayton's like, "Are you seriously laughing at me right now?" No, she wasn't laughing at you. She was laughing at the memory of this man. Wearing a police outfit and then wearing nothing but a pink sock over his dick. That's what she was laughing at. So. She's like, what can I say? The woman was say, say no. Your sister bought the stripper. And he literally was like, say no. <laughs> Listen, dude, just because you sat there and had to go to the, the fairy bland shop thing that was your idea of a good time doesn't mean that's everybody else's idea of a good time anyways so she said i said no to dancing he was like dancing with brandy or something she says but he says but you accepted in the end he says my girlfriend wants someone else okay first of all this man is so so severely incapable of seeing the bigger picture here. Number one, are you so insecure in yourself? Because, you know, obviously, yes, we understand people have cheated on you in the past. And Ellie has not given you a reason, though, to fear that from her. No, she's not going to cheat on you. She's going to up and leave. She's going to go home back to Peru. She doesn't give a shit. She's not going to cheat on you. She's going to leave you. High and fucking dry. Um, but yeah, it, it's like the man doesn't want her at the end of the day. He's doing a fucking job. Okay. Sex work is work at the end of the day. Okay. This man is just trying to whip his dick out, whip his dick around, have the women go, oh my God, like we haven't seen a dick before. And then, well, maybe some people haven't seen a dick before. But, anyways, like, we haven't seen a dick before. And he's just trying to get his coins. That is it. 
this is completely transactional for him. And Emily is just having a good time. And guess what? You shouldn't want this. Because let me tell you the difference between Visu and Ashley and Manuel. Clayton is so fucked up in his fucking head that he can't be like, let me use this to my advantage. You know Ashley and Manuel went home and walked the night away after they went to the strip club. It can be used as something fun for everybody. So you think for a second, my guy, that Emily isn't going to come home drunk, had this big swing and dick in her face, and that she's not going to come back home to your mediocre dick and just have at it? Of course she is. There's no way that guy has a big dick. There's just no way. There's just no way. I can't see it. If he does, I'll be forever shook. I'll be forever shook if he actually did. <laughs> There's no way. It's the hands for me. It's the hands. His hands are too soft. I I mean, I don't want a man's hands to be hard. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you look at this man and if you were to try and something, it would just be like, it'd be dainty. He has dainty hands. That's it. He has dainty hands. And not the kind of hands that I want touching my body. Because <laughs> when he's talking and he's very animated, his hands are just flinging all over the place. And I'm like, put your hands down because my God. Anyway. So they go, gets back inside uh, the house and well, I think they were actually in the house this entire point at this point. Um, he says, like, have you told me everything? Okay, what did you do? Like all of like this interrogating her. And he says, I asked you one thing. No strippers. Meh. So I guess she says, like, what do I do? And he says, never again will this happen in this life or some shit. And I said, and I actually talked about this with, um, for those who've listened to Sister Wives and or Family Chantel, you might remember Letitia. She's been off of here for a little bit. But if you remember her, me and her talked about it. Um, yesterday actually, and we both agree we would have clocked him in his face. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? But never again will this happen in this. This is a one-time thing. It's not like my girl is going to the strip club every other week or something like like back in the day when Chippendales kind of just popped out of nowhere and all the women are like, oh my god, dick. <laughs> but it's not the case. She's doing a one-time thing. Okay. We all should have a one-time thing. Not to say you should go out there and cheat. We're not doing that. But you should have some fun. Okay? And you want to be out here be like, well, never again. Like, no. There's a way to talk to me, and it's not like that. You're not going to fucking demand me to not do something. You're going to have a conversation with me, and we're going to talk about it like grown fucking adults and respect each other in the process. This man does not fucking respect her though. That's the thing. He thinks that she should be has to like look how he handled the fact that he wasn't having sex with her. 
kept complaining about it all the fucking time. She won't fuck me. She won't fuck me. Even going as far as to say in front of Cameron and the girlfriend for whom he doesn't fucking know and who he has just met. It's not like she's gonna fuck me anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is how this guy handles conflict. He is disgusting in all shapes, in all forms. Anyway, she walks away at this point saying, I have to leave this place. She pulls out her suitcase, but she's not really packing. And he's like, why do you pull out your suit? And again, when she walks away, because maybe she needs a minute, let her have it because you're acting like a jerk. So let her have it. But she, she walks away and he's like, there she goes walking away. I can't talk about anything. No, because you're a fucking little bitch. So why the fuck should she talk to you? You can't handle yourself. You can't be, you know, just secure in yourself. You're just like, okay, she went to the strip club and she, or not the strip club, but she went, she had a stripper and a man. Yeah, sure. He was swinging his dick in her face, but whatever. <laughs> you can't, you know. So, like, yeah. And then when he goes into the room and sees her suitcase, he's like, what are you doing with the suitcase? And she walks away. And he's like, she keeps walking away. Yes. Get the fucking cl- I'm going to talk about him a second more because the next thing that he will do when he sees her, like when he goes to her again, drove me fucking batty. I'll get to it. But meanwhile, he calls Brandy. Like, what the fuck is Brandy supposed to do? But he just wants a bitch and moan a Brandy about the stripper. And he says, listen, the stripper thing, it's making her pack. And Brandy's like, why? And he says, because you had to hire a stupid fucking stripper. And, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, so just how about you tell everything's going okay? going to be okay. Tell your lover and get over it. Like, the fuck? <laughs> and... He's like, well, I shouldn't have to apologize for something I'm a victim of. Wait, wait, okay, victim of? You're so fucking dramatic, victim of? Let me tell you what someone's a victim of. Someone's a victim of assaults. Someone's a victim of sexual assaults. Someone's a victim of harassment. Someone's a victim of some sort of atrocity being inflicted upon them. Her getting a dick in her face, a swinging dick in her face, is not something that you're a victim of. Go fuck yourself. This fucking guy. Yeah, you know what? Go do it. And let her go fuck the swinging dick instead. Because, you know, it would be the best time of her life. He reminds me of a guy who would be cuckold. I'm serious. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Let me continue. Let me not say more. Let me move on. So she says, um, uh, Emily says that Clayton is a very jealous person. No shit. Start seeing that now. And all she wants to do is go home at this point. Does how you know, like, this bitch really probably is here for him because if she wanted a green card or some shit, she would just stay there. No, she doesn't want to go home. She doesn't want to go home. She says, fuck this shit. I am out. <laughs> so he here we go there we go so he finds her 
And he, I guess, thinks it's a great idea to kind of force her, because that's what it is, to hug him. And he says, don't talk, just hug me, just hug me, hug me, hug me. Like, it's literally like that. And I'm just like, my skin crawled watching him do this to her. Because you can tell how uncomfortable she is in this moment. Like, for me, I, I've never really been in a situation like this, per se, where I'm so angry that really I don't want someone touching me. I'm a little different. I respond to touch. But I have been angry enough where I want you nowhere the fuck near me. If you touch me, I will fuck you up. And it just made my skin crawl watching her be so fucking uncomfortable with the idea of him touching her right now. Do you, and the fucking, oh my God, the fucking manipulation that this is going to ensue in a minute is like, are you fucking okay, sir? Are you okay? I feel like this is, this is learned behavior. I really do wonder if his mom has done shit like this to him. Oh, it's okay, Clayton. It's okay. Give mommy a hug. Let's not talk about it anymore. Give mommy a hug. It's fine. Oh, why, why is this? We just hugged. It's fine. I really feel like it's, it's like learned behavior that he thinks I should just hug you and everything is going to be just fine. It's disgusting. It was, I literally was screaming in my head, stop touching her. Because I could tell she doesn't want you touching her. But I also don't think she's comfortable enough to say, don't touch me. Because that would ensue even more problems, clearly, with this fucking guy. So, um, he's like, do you still love me? Ew, no, she doesn't even answer him, she says. I, you know, never thought that I would feel like this the day before our wedding over a fucking stripper, which <laughs> I'm not done with this fucking guy. So he's says, you know what? I matter at the party. This inanimate thing, the party, that's what I'm mad at. I'm mad at the party more than I am mad at you. That's, again, this is a tactic on his part to get information the fuck out of her. It's, so, um, he's like, I'm just so confused because, you know, where, like, when was it that it went from like, you know, Brandy supplying the stripper to your participation? That's, that's what I'm trying to understand. She says, listen, listen, listen to me real good. I need to know this conversation ends here and it's not going to be brought up again later because I know you're repetitive. I know you don't stop until you get every detail possible. Run, run. I would not be with this fucking guy. Run. She says, um, like in a 
away from him, like to the, to the camera. When he gets something in his head, he needs the answers. He won't stop, which could be, um, like, I really feel like this guy's on the spectrum. I, I don't want to say he is, but I feel like there's some sort of neurodivergent, like, thinking kind of going on here, whether it is autism or ADHD or something, something is going on because that is, again, I've mentioned that I have a family member who is on the spectrum when we were talking about Cleo and Christian, very much the same with that person. Once something is in their head and doesn't matter what that is, doesn't matter the circumstances, he they like they don't shut up about it. They have to keep beating a dead horse. And that's why I wonder, like, is he on some sort of something going on here? And I mean this seriously. I really do. Like I'm not trying to be like I would never. So it, it's yeah. So he says he just wants to talk about it more. That's all to to calm his mind. She says, I think the best thing is for me to sleep in another room tonight to think because she doesn't want to be stuck in a fucking room with him where he is going to, but babe, babe, so what about them strippers? That's what he basically like what she doesn't want. So he says, I love you so much. And he doesn't want a stripper to come between them. Are you fucking kidding me, sir? You're the one who's putting the stripper between the two of you. You're putting this man who was swinging his huge dick in a pink sock in between you. Literally. Like, this is ridiculous. The stripper is gone and doing another job right now, swinging his dick in some other woman's face, wearing maybe a purple sock. We don't know. Like, get over it. So he's like, you know, she wants to pack her bay. She wants to go home. He's like, I didn't spend this money on the visa. I didn't spend these two plus years with her for her to pack up her shit and leave. It's not an option, he says. It's a fucking option. What are you going to do? Trap her here? It's a fucking option, Clayton. It's always an option. You can't trap someone. You can't make someone marry you if they don't want to marry you because you have a problem. So, um, he's like, you know, I don't understand. Like this response from you. Everything's fine. We were just hugging a few minutes ago. We were just hugging a few minutes ago. You mean the hugs that you forced upon her? We're so fine. It's fine. It's so fine. Like, what's the problem? We should be fucking tonight. So you should come to bed. He's like, so like, now you want to think? Oh, God forbid a woman wants to think. 
damn you women and thinking. Like, are you kidding me? Like this fucking guy. And he's like, think about what? Think about marrying me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think she should really give it all the thought in the world before she actually decides to marry your ass. Yeah. Okay. So that is it for Clayton and Anna Lee. That was a long one, but there's a lot of information there. So let's head to Rob and Sophie. So there's not a whole lot here. We're just kind of rehashing the same shit. So let's just run through it. So we leave off with, or we start off with um, him picking her up from the hotel. And he's like, did you miss me? Or she says, I think she says, do you, did you miss me? And he's like, yep. Mm-hmm. And like, did you miss me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, he's, he's like, so did you guys talk shit about me all night? No. She says, we, we did not talk about you. It's fine. So he's like, so if she did say negative shit about me though, would you have my back? Cause you didn't yesterday, basically. And she's like, I did. Like, I really did. And he's like, oh, yeah. So where was that energy? Where was it? Just a lot of this shit. So she's like, I agreed with her. But see, this is the, okay. I don't want to side with fucking Rob. I really don't fucking hate the guy anyways. But here's what I'm going to say. He literally asked you prior to Claire showing up because he knows how the fuck you are and says, no matter what Claire says, Please have my back. And instead, you decided to side with your mom about the apartment. If you have a problem, in front of Claire's face, you say, Mom, I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew it was going to happen. It's fine. We've talked about it. It is what it is. And behind Claire's back, you say, Rob, you weren't uh, fucked up. You know? Like, that's how you should have handled the situation. So I, I do have to sign on him a little bit, honey, especially because I, like I've said before, you knew what you're getting yourself into. You knew everything and you still decided to, to move when you did. So you can't complain about it when you knew what you were doing or what you're getting yourself into. So anyway, he says, I felt alone and you let me down. And she says, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I am sorry. In her in the moment, she says, if I don't apologize to him, this shit will go on forever and ever. (laughs) So yeah. So they get home and he says, sweet home. I know you hate it. Sweet home. So they're gonna go sit in the courtyard now courtyard now and um they're gonna talk that's what they're gonna do and he says i was basically left out to dry you know you know what left out to dry means right you know that you know you know saying she's stupid anyways she says i apologized for this already so why are we still doing this she's like you know when are you going to apologize for how you talk to my mom and he's like i'm sorry um 
for like how I reacted and the things I was saying or whatever. And then she brings up those posts that she saw on his Facebook, I think it was. He says, they weren't directed at you, but they related to my life. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? So you happen to post or repost memes that directly seem to be talking about the situation at hand, but they weren't directed at her, but they're about my life. Grow the fuck up. And the funny thing that's funny too is that he actually says at some point in this, he's like, it's not like I'm acting like I'm in high school, but you are. But you are actually acting like you're in high school. So he says, you know, but maybe if she actually did see it, then maybe she will then get it. So then it's directed at her then, correct? He says, I'm sorry. Or some shit like that anyways. And she, or maybe she says, I'm sorry. I don't know. Someone says, I'm sorry. And he, she says, you hurt my feelings, even if not intentional. You did. So apologize. Then she just starts crying, basically begging him to give a shit. Your woman or anyone, your significant other should never have to get to a point where they're literally having to have a break of some sort because you're not hearing them. So he think of him. Yeah, him. She he says, I apologize for your hurting your feelings over the social media posts. He realizes like I think kind of like when he said it the first time, although he does redeem himself a little bit later, the first time around, he just sounded so fucking arrogant. It was just anyway. But then he says, Listen, I know my reactions, they suck. I'm trying to think of you. I do think of you, but I'm trying to do better um, of thinking about how something's going to make you feel. She says, I want to marry you, but I need to be happy too. I need you to change like how you think and how you can be or whatever. And he just makes excuses, but no, no, no. She says, take accountability. And yeah, I do. The thing is, like, it's hard for me to really be like, you know, but you didn't do that because you didn't do like your part or whatever. But at the end of the day, she is apologizing for her part. She has already done that. So it is his turn to do the same. Neither her party is innocent and in how the day before happened. So she, um, thinks that he is willing to change based on this one particular apology he does end up giving. And he does, I guess, maybe, question mark, take accountability. Um, She so easily forgives him, which I get it. When you're in love with somebody and they've gone fuck up and they make you upset, you tend to easily forgive because you just want to move past it. Um, so, yeah. But I think with a guy like Rob, you can't do that. You have to maybe 
always have to say to him, no, 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 like, I don't like this. And here's why. And this is what I need from you. So, um, she says we can be, or he says we can be happy. We've been happy before. So she forgives him. He forgives her. And I guess all is good in the world now with these two. He just wants to know that his partner will give up on him. And he believes that Sophie doesn't because she's still fucking here. So, um, yeah, so he does apologize again um, for, you know, snapping at her. So that's basically it for Rob and Sophie. So we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we will jump in with the remaining two couples. Have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality and you can sign up and do exactly that and you can find us and you can guest on our podcast so again that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com that's j-o-i-n-p-o-d-m-a-t-c-h dot com forward slash reality r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a and you can be a guest on our podcast have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast doing the research i found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Ludo, you can create clips, you can do your ads as thus like this very one I'm doing right now and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to 
Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. And we are back. So let's finish up with the remaining couples. There's actually, let me say, and Tetra is a little longer, but there's not a lot with Ashley and Manuel. So anyway, we have one day till the wedding. And we just see... um them kind of figuring out like arrangements for the American wedding. She's stressed and she is so stressed that her face is breaking out. Same girl, same. (laughs) So he is so happy to finally be able to fuck. But this is where I'm like, okay, but Sam, are you talking to her about how she feels like I'm sure she wants to fuck you? Okay, but she's never done this before, and she's well. Well, I'm, based on the things that she says here, she's never done this before, and she says she's very nervous. She doesn't know if it's gonna hurt. Girl's gonna hurt, and she doesn't know how it's gonna feel or any of those things. Girl's gonna hurt. It's gonna fucking hurt. Why does it hurt so bad the first time? God, but it's it's gonna hurt, and that is scary. And I know as a man, he can't really tell her those things because, you know, quote unquote, losing your virginity as a man is so different than it is for a woman, or at least that first time, first time ever, is so different for a woman than it is for a man. And I mean, it's gonna be quick. He is going to just to completion in like 30 seconds maybe i'm being generous but it is gonna hurt and i I want her to be able to feel comfortable i wish she had a woman in her life that she could talk to about this and i don't know if she does because that it is it is scary i mean honestly i don't think a lot of us really have that um, unless you have a friend who's done it before, you and because I think in my case I did have a friend before who kind of was like, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> so I you you you're not prepared for how much it will hurt until you're doing it. So it's just as well as well as when someone help, you know, to reassure her it's gonna be fine and it is gonna get better and it is gonna get easier. And you're going to want it all the time. (laughs) But that first time, it's nerve-wracking. It really is. And him kind of being like, oh, I'm so excited. I mean, it's not just about the sex, but I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait. (laughs) You know? Meanwhile, she's like, I'm nervous. (laughs) Anyway. um, So he's like, you know, giving me blue balls or some shit. And then he says, what does he say? To say penile problems? He doesn't say penile problems. He says like penitale or penitale problems. Like it was the weirdest thing. I was like, penile? <laughs> anyway, so it is the next day now and it's the wedding day. And 
as we can see, Chitra is dressed um, with her Islamic wedding attire, which we've seen before with like um, Avery and Omar. We briefly saw that too with Nicole and Mahmoud and, uh, you know, we actually didn't see their wedding, but um, we, we've seen the what is considered a wedding dress in Islamic faith. Uh, where they're completely covered head to toe. So he is also going to be wearing, he has to wear something too that's um, traditional in an Islamic uh, faith, which I cannot remember what she called it. It's the hat that he was wearing. I cannot remember what she, what she called it, but um, that's what he has to wear as well. So yeah, the conversion obviously will be happening first, and then they'll get married. So before they leave, they're going to be doing some praying. I guess he's never practiced this before, because I guess and I've never really noticed there is a particular form of how you pray. So he's, I think he kind of like is putting like one foot on top of the other, like even how he's kneeling is. A, quite i think how he's supposed to do it so um he's gonna need to do some practicing <laughs> with that um but herman asks uh, for i guess to trust phone because he wants to talk to him alone so he tells sam listen take care of her until you die okay <laughs> and the translation is actually really interesting because it says like at one point Love him, love him, which is whatever. But in this case, it's like, so isn't there not um, a translation for like, you know, love, like love her? You know, is it just going to relate to love him? Like, I don't know. Anyways, what do I know? I don't know. And he kind of says like, until, or Herman says like, until grandparents have grandchildren. So I guess he's basically saying, take care of her forever. You got to. And he says, don't waste my jitra. He does tell Herman, I want our marriage to be like your marriage uh, to your wife, which we haven't met her. Is she just not, is she not there or did she pass away? Did I can't remember if this was ever mentioned. Um, but Herman says, thank you. So he believes him and he gives the blessing to Mary Titra. He says, you're going to be responsible for her in just a mere couple of hours. <laughs> so he's like, listen, I might be disappointed about what I've heard about what's been going on with him, but they love each other. So let's do this. So in the in the moment, Sam's like, thank God. Well, sorry. Thank Allah. Dude. <laughs> um, I got the blessing. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Um, he says, I don't know a whole lot about being a Muslim. And he's like, you know, even though I got past this hurdle, he's like, things could still get real fucked up at the at the mosque if he doesn't do things the way he's supposed to we'll see. So we arrive at the mosque 
and we see them doing voodoo. So again, for those who maybe didn't watch the episode or maybe don't remember, voodoo is basically where you kind of do the um like the washing of like the hands, face, whatever else you might need to wash your feet, I believe too. Um, you have to do that like a certain amount of times. I think here they said three, although I maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I heard Shida before say five times, like both Shida and Bilal. Um, but yeah, you have to do all that um, so that you would be seen as pure in front of the eyes of 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 God. I could say God, right? <laughs> and as of the higher one, Allah. God, whatever you want to say, but just for my purposes, for my mind, we'll just say God. Um, so that's what that is. And so he goes to sit down beside one of her sisters after he's done this. And I guess he's getting kind of too close, but she, he doesn't touch them, but he does get close. And the one sister's like, no, no, Najme. No touchy, no touch, no touch. Um, and her man basically says, "No, no, no, you can't touch a woman because of blasphemy." I guess, but I know I get it. I don't get it, but I, I get it. <laughs> but anyways, you can't touch a woman, or you would have to do voodoo all over again. Jesus. So his mom surprise fucking surprise is not gonna be there this bitch i that's all i'm gonna say about it he's very upset that like his mom wasn't there like you could tell he wasn't surprised that she wasn't there but at the same time he was hurt that she was not there bitch you should have been there put your shit aside for a second and be there for your fucking son you sick Anyways, moving on. And you know what? No, I'm not done. This woman is all about, I'm a Christian or Catholic, whatever the fuck she is. And I'm this and I'm that. But you know what? You know what God would want you to do? Be there for your fucking kid. No matter what it is that kid is doing, be there for that kid. That's what he would want you to do. That is what it means to be a fucking Christian. To be there for those who love you and you're supposed to love back, including your fucking child. Bitch. I'm done. Now I'm done. Let's move on. So, um, yeah, his dad is here. And dad says, in true dad fashion, he's like, you know what? I find all religions interesting to a point. I'm an atheist. We know. But he believes that, you know what, gods are from other solar systems. That's what, that's the whole placement when it comes to the pyramids. He's just waiting for those aliens to come beam me up, Scotty. (laughs) So he's like, but you know, at the end of the day, I felt alone. I know what it's like to not have someone show up for you. He said, I felt alone in my marriage and he did not want to do that to Sam. Now that's a parent. Mom, you can learn a thing or two on how to be a fucking parent to your kid. Anyway, now it's time for the conversion. He will be um, saying his, uh, I'm sorry if I'm going to get this wrong, Shada, 
Shahada, Shahada, I think, which basically just translates to faith, I believe. So he basically has to say that there is no other deity but Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's messenger, the prophet. And Chitra says that he's doing it so good because I taught him. So basically after he recites that, and I think, I don't know if there's something else that he had to do, but after he recites that, he is now Muslim. So now it's time to get married. Chitra comes up, um, and so does her guardian, which is Herman. And he's going to be in the middle of the two of them. And the imam asks Herman if he blesses this mess, I mean wedding, and Herman says yes. So Tetra says, I marry, well, they did say something else prior to this, but this part I wanted to focus on. And again, um, as a person who says, fuck the patriarchy, it was really tough for me, but I, I'm going to respect the religion and where they don't say fuck the patriarchy as much as the rest of us do. So um, she says, Tetra says, I marry myself to you. And Sam basically responds with, I accept so a man doesn't marry himself to the woman? Your mom, bitch. <laughs> that would be my response. But I know Chitra has a little bit of that in her, so I'm not concerned. So I'm, I'm not concerned. Sam, Sam, Sam's fine. He's wrong. So they are now married in the eyes of Islam. And yeah. And dad kind of this like looking on at this, like with his like eyes peering over his glasses, kind of being like, huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. And Herman is just tearing up at this. I was not expecting the tears from Herman. It was, but yeah, but that's basically it until we head to the American wedding, which I guess will be in a couple of weeks. So last but not least, like I said, not a lot here, but we have Ashley and Manuel. So they found their spot where they're going to be getting married. Now we're going to be calling his mom and just kind of, you know, filling her in on everything. He, you know, misses her, of course. And mom says, you know what? It, it's hard. Um, you know, we'll be praying over here that all is going to be good. Mom, pray, pray. You don't even know how much prayer we're going to need. So Ashley feels very bad. And she's very emotional. She feels very bad that um, this family cannot be at the wedding. And yeah, but there's not a lot of here really to talk about, but um, everyone's very emotional and tearing up and yeah. So now for the next scene, Ashley says to Manuel, you know what, Manuel, I had so much fun with you last night. And then when we got back to that place, I have fun there too, that she wants to go back to his strip club with Manuel again. He's like, okay. <laughs> so Ashley says, oh, I got a voicemail or a voice message from Armando, not Armando from Armando and Kenny, but their wedding planner is Ashley Fishiant. And he basically says, listen, I'm checking the weather and it's not looking really good. It looks like we're going to be having a tropical storm. And I'm just saying, 
it's not going to be real safe during a tropical storm with guests at the beach. So the word storm is freaking her out at the moment. And she says, listen, listen, I'm not fucking Floridian, okay? And I'll take into account that there's a hurricane season. That happens every fucking year at the same fucking time. I'm just saying. If you're at a body of water that's not like a lake <laughs> or whatever, it's an ocean. Um, chances are, you know, th- they go through a thing called hurricane season that usually happens at the same time every year. Lord. Anyways. Um, like I said, she's freaking out. Sienna says, you can't control everything, including the weather. She wishes she could. She's like, let's not put this out into the universe. Let's not manifest it by continuously saying tropical storm. You know, let's let, let's move away from the word tropical storm. Um, she's like, listen, I wanted to get married as close to the full moon as humanly possible, which is day 89 of the visa. And I said, what the fuck is with you guys waiting to the last fucking second of everything, to do everything, to for him to travel to the States for you to get married? Leave room just in case. Wow, Jesus. But anyway, She's like, there are no other options now. They're getting married on the beach. And that's that's where it's going to happen. We're getting married there at 5.30 p.m. No ifs, ands, buts, or anything about it. Well, Sienna says, but what if that does not happen the way you want it to? Well, she says, well, gosh, darn, darn it. I think my world is going to implode on itself. And I said, girl, that is dramatic. That is damn dramatic. I know Manuel loves the love loves the water, but I think you would understand if it meant him not being potentially rained on or blown away in, in, in heavy winds. You know, so she's like, "Listen, guys, listen. This is not going to be a light sprinkle, okay? No shit. <laughs> Usually, when they say tropical storm, it's it's not a light sprinkle. It, it's yeah, it's um." It's it's a lot. So she's like, things could literally be washed away. And I said, mm-hmm, yeah, yes, it could. It could definitely be literally washed away. But that is it for Ashley and Manuel. Next time on. So Rob and Sophie are being real cute at the gym. But that's not going to last long because Claire and Rob are going to still be duking shit out. And Claire says, do we have to stay here? Can't we just get a hotel for the both of us? And I said, wait, why are you here? We can't fit you, two other people, and a dog. Why is she here? Stay in the fucking hotel. Girl. Jasmine and Gino are getting married. And, you know, she's obviously very emotional about her family not being there. Sam and Chichel are going to be having their American wedding now, but Sam went and gone fucked up 
and got a priest. Sir, you're Muslim now. You're not supposed to have a priest. Um, and, uh, yeah, so now he's going to have to call everyone he potentially can to get an officiant who can just do a civil ceremony. Nikki's leaving Moldova and I wrote, so why the fuck was she on this iteration again? Anyway, Clayton and Emily are getting married, question mark? I don't know. She says that she would prefer not to marry him and keep him out of her life forever. I mean, if that's how you're saying, I thought you're feeling, then I don't think you should marry him. But anyway, that is it for 90 Day Fiance for this week. Again, as a reminder, there is no 90 Day OG next week. So, yeah, that's it. So if you like what you heard, please share us with everyone in your life. Please also rate and review. That helps our growth which you can do on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single episode. You can connect with us by going to either Facebook or Instagram at Reality Times 2. You can also go to Twitter, TikTok, Reddit at Reality Times 2 Pod. And you can email us by going to realitytimes2 on outmail.com. Don't forget we have our website, which is at solo.to forward slash realitytimes2. And also, don't forget I have my other podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we talk about, well, just about everything over there. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps over there as well. but. You can get access to any links, any socials, anything like that by going to our website, which is solo.to forward slash next take podcast. Um, and you also can go to YouTube, which is next take podcast as well. But of course, all of these links will be in the show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.